My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Good morning. Happy Monday. It is so good to be back with you guys on our regular Monday mornings. I love showing up here for you. And I love, again, I said this last week, I absolutely love hearing what resonated, what landed. Um, So yeah, please, please let me know. Today's episode is going to be a fun one because it's, it's something that is so personal to me because it really touches on one of my own core wounds. And it also seems to be a lot of the clients that I attract and work with um, also have walked through this. So today we're going to talk about when you are seen as too much. For me, this is a really personal topic because it really touches on one of my core wounds. So I grew up in a very close-knit family. I think when we were all born, my parents had four kids under the age of five. Okay, so that's just a lot. (laughs) And then you throw in me, who was number three, and I was a lot. I was wild energetically, emotionally. I talked a lot, right? Like there was just, I you definitely knew I was there. (laughs) And my parents always described me as a lot. They just said I was always on the go. So I would say a big wound that I've kind of carried into even relationships in in adulthood is that I always perceive other people think of me as too much. If they just simply don't like something about me or, you know, I'm not invited somewhere, that's kind of where I go back to. And again, I want to just pause and say that if you relate to this core wound, this is not about blaming our parents or our teachers or anyone in the past that called us this. This is about really owning that this is a wound from our childhood and therefore it was the lens in which we've seen relationships up until, you know, whenever our awareness really peaks. So again, maybe like you, you've also been perceived or called too much in your own way. Maybe it had to do with your energy, your sensitivity, maybe your knowledge. I've worked with quite a few clients who like always had questions and always had stuff to contribute in class and they were called too much for that, right? Maybe you had big emotions. Maybe you were constantly overthinking stuff. Maybe you were a little overbearing or controlling or just very honest. But whatever it is, I want you to know that in this space, you are not too much. And all of you is completely welcome. And my hope is that through this episode, you're going to start to reclaim the parts of yourself that maybe you have dimmed down in an effort to please others or make others feel more comfortable or protect your own heart or preserve the relationship. It's time to reclaim it all. So the reason I wanted to share this episode um, today in this season is, like I said, I've coached quite a few women that experienced this too, especially in the last two weeks. But even for me, most recently, I experienced a relationship, a friendship where 
in fact, I was told because I was sharing my emotions. And again, you have to be, be, be aware that you are sharing the, sharing your emotions, sharing your experience from a place of ownership, right? And as long as you're doing that and not blaming the other person, but you're just sharing it, if that's too much for the other person, that's a huge red flag in a relationship, okay? But but for me, I could really feel my old wound get triggered. And I knew that. I knew that that was mine to own. And I was able to ground and I was able to actually move and have a really beautiful conversation with this individual. But I left that situation really knowing in my heart that this relationship needed to change. Um, and some things that I really have been reflecting on, I want to share here because it's it's made a huge difference in my journey. So I'm hoping it will do the same for you. So I'm going to give you guys three truths about when you are told or when you perceive that you're too much. Okay. So the first truth is all about the other person. When someone else thinks you are too much, when someone says or implies that you are too big, whatever, too much energy, too much emotion, too much sensitivity, too much drama, whatever it, whatever words they use, what they really mean and what they're really not saying, but this is the truth. It's not that you're too much. It's that you being you feels too much for them. Specifically, it feels too much for their nervous system. So they just don't have the capacity for their own emotions, much less someone else's. Okay. So again, this is a representation of them, that those people. And even when I think back to me being a child, it wasn't that I was too much. It was that my parents had four kids under the age of five. <laughs> Anything that was big was going to be too much. Right. Um, and so again, not having enough, it's the other person not having enough energetic space. So it's not about you. It's about them. And yet I can understand why you guys do think it's a reflection of you because that's oftentimes what's communicated, right? But why I'm doing this podcast and why I'm trying to give you guys these truths to really lean into and soak into is because I work with too many women that mute themselves. They dim who they are because they've been told they're too much. And I want you to understand that being told you're too much is not about you. It's not a reflection of you. In fact, when you show up in your full expression authentically as you, you are going to be too much for people. Okay. And that's a good thing because it's giving them permission to do the same. But when they are walking around, right? Like the name of this podcast is Wake Up and Thrive. The whole purpose is to try to wake people up to who they are, what their experience is, what's contributing to their experience. But the majority of people are not walking around awake. They're walking around asleep. They're walking around not conscious to what is truly causing their own overwhelm and anxiety. So it's a lot easier to just blame it on you. Okay. But my, oh my gosh, I'm so passionate about, I refuse to see women show up less than because they've been told they're showing up too much. Okay. So I also want you to remember that again, this is a shock to their system. It almost feels like a threat because for so many years, they, they had their own wounding and then they've convinced themselves that they can't show up in their full expression. They can't express their emotions, express their hurt. They can't be energetic. People will make fun of them, right? Like whatever it is, they, they have to hide parts of themselves 
So by you showing up in relationship with them, doing the opposite, it's going to feel very unfamiliar and almost dangerous, right? And we, we've talked about this before. The brain loves familiarity because it feels safe, even if familiarity is not, quote unquote, the right thing to be doing. So again, truth number one, when someone thinks you're too much, that's a reflection of them, not you. Okay, so that first truth is really centered around when the other person thinks you're too much. But now let's talk about truth number two, which really centers around when you think you're too much, okay? And we start to judge and, like I said, diminish or hide parts of ourselves because we deem it bad, right? Yes, at one point we may have been told that by someone else in our life, but at this point, present day as a grown adult, we've actually taken on that judgment and belief. So. The biggest like antidote to that is own it. Own the parts of you that are a lot for other people to handle. Own it and take responsibility for when you can manage it or quote unquote tone it down without um, without being dishonoring to who you are. So what I mean by this, for example, for me, I am super, super sensitive. I just am. As many tools as I have, as much as I know that other people aren't like really hurting my feelings. It's kind of, they're just rubbing up against my wound. As much as I know that, I still get my feelings hurt very easily. And I spent a long time having a lot of shame about this and feeling like I'm a grown adult. Why am I getting my feelings hurt? When the truth was it's in my DNA, it's the way I am wired. Yes, there are things that I can do to really lessen the intensity of this. But one of the biggest things that's helped is just owning it. So in new friendships or in friendships or in women's circle or group coaching calls, when people start to talk about getting their feelings hurt, I'm the first one to raise my hands and go, me too. Like you are not alone. I am just trying to go about it in a really healthy way where I'm not putting my feelings on on other people. But I am saying when I come into relationships, this is me, (laughs) right? Like I have this conversation with my husband all the time where I go, I know this is the sensitive part of me being activated, but it's being activated and here's what's going on. And I just own it. I take full responsibility for it and just own that, yeah, I'm a little more sensitive than other people. It doesn't make me bad or wrong. It just, it is what it is. And it actually does sort of lessen the intensity when I can, I love this line, present what's present. When I can really just say, I'm being super sensitive today. I'm having a really sensitive day. Um, Another way this shows up for me is I'm high energy right? We all know this. If you've been in my space for a while, I'm high energy. And in some instances, this is amazing. It's a really good quality. I get things done. I bring the high energy. This is why I love to speak on stage and teach in like my master classes and workshops. And then there are times specifically in hard conversations or when I'm coaching a client one-on-one where I do need to tone it down, right? I do need to sort of bring a little bit of a grounding energy. And so the only way that I can do that is by owning and taking full responsibility for the part of me that does think sometimes I can be too much. And I can own that without any shame or judgment or criticism. And then it actually empowers me to make a change. So for example, on the days where I have my one-on-one clients, I am doing so much nervous system work. I love doing breath work to really like the fire breath. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but you can YouTube it. But that's been a really helpful one for me to just move my anxious energy. I always make sure I get out on a run when I have coaching calls. Um, what else do I do? Sometimes I'll just dance or shake or, or rock like up and down. 
Um, but there are things that I need to take responsibility for because I'm high energy, right? And this is something I'm trying to teach my number three, my kiddo, that that can sometimes feel like a lot for other people. It's like recognizing what's theirs, right? So when the other person is just being activated and that's theirs, you don't need to diminish yourself. And then really recognizing, okay, are there situations where it is a lot and I need to kind of tone it down, not tone down who I am, but tone down and manage certain parts. And that's okay. That is okay to do as long as it's coming from a place of self-love and not shame and criticism. Okay. So that's truth number two. Truth number three is really in in um, regards to the relationship. So both people. So how do you preserve a relationship while still honoring what they need, right? What their nervous system needs, but also honoring who you are. And that truth number three is creating boundaries, creating either physical or energetic boundaries in relationships when the other person cannot quote unquote handle all of you or hold all of you. Okay. So I'm going to give a little just, um, story in my own life. Um, I had a friendship recently where, you know, we had been friends for a really long time, but it became very clear that in my sensitivity and sadness and hurt, it made her really, really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. And she didn't have the tools or the awareness to really voice that it was her uncomfortableness. So there was a lot of blame on my end. Like you're putting pressure on me. You're making me do this. And I wanted to say, I think I did say, you know, no one can make you do anything. No one can really pressure you. If you're feeling pressure, that's really coming like internally, right? And so she had a boundary of certain things that she didn't want to talk about, which is totally fine. Where where we kind of got to a place in our relationship was I recognized, dang, like a big part of who I am, my energy, my emotions isn't really tolerated in this relationship. And I had to own that and make a choice of, okay, I can't change her, but I can absolutely change how much time and energy I'm putting into this relationship. So I really had to, again, understand what was hers and let her have it and not take it so personal about me, even though she wasn't verbally saying that. I don't know if that makes sense because there was definitely a lot of blame. Um, And then I had to own the parts of me that, okay, she's right. Sometimes I am sad multiple days in a row and I don't necessarily need to let her know every time I'm sad, right? So that that part I can own and sort of tone down and manage and that sort of thing. And then step th- or truth 3 is really like okay, how can I preserve this relationship and still honor what honor who I am? And that that really came in the form of boundaries. For us, we we lived near each other so we see each other a lot, so it wasn't like a physical boundary I needed. It was just an energetic boundary. Like I'm just not going to you know, carve out time during the week to ask her what she's doing and go do something. Um, I'm not going to be become emotionally invested when she doesn't re- reach out to me. So I've just like internally made that um, boundary, right? And that's okay to do in friendships. Now, the flip side, if that same situation happened in my marriage, for me, that's a non-negotiable. Like I have to be able to show up in my full expression. Absolutely. He gets to have boundaries on, can you give me a warning, right? Like we, I don't know if you ever heard my interview with my husband, but he got on here and said, like, I totally get when I come home from work, you've got a lot of stuff that you want to talk. You've got a lot. And, and, and in the past, I would just almost like verbal diarrhea on him, just like go and just speak all this stuff, right? 
that wasn't really fair to him. It was very shocking to his nervous system. He had been in work mode the whole day. He comes in thinking he's going to be able to relax. And here I am, bam, I just hit him with like everything that's inside of me. So he got to like communicate some boundaries of, can you just give me a warning? Can you ask when a good time is that we can chat? Like that sort of thing. But again, how can we preserve our relationship and still be able to honor who I am? So I am still within our marriage allowed to be fully expressed, you know, as long as it's not coming out directed at him or in a nasty way. And my husband's really good at that. He's really, really good. And it's so important in relationships. So, you know, when I think of the friendship and my marriage, the friendship, it it just can't go any deeper. You know, it just is what it is. And I had to really become okay with that. Because I think when you're in relationship with people and, 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 um, how do I say this? And there are parts of you that are not welcomed. You're just never going to have that really deep, intimate connection. And that's okay in certain instances, but what are the relationships that that's not okay with, right? Like for me, that's in my marriage. And so we've had to have a lot of talks about that. And again, that was me owning myself. I know I'm a lot, but how can I be? A, how can I show up and be able to fully express that in a way that honors you and honors me? So, um, okay. So yes, let's just do a quick recap. Truth number one is don't diminish the parts of yourself that others view as too much because their view is a reflection of their capacity to hold, not a reflection of who you are. Okay. Truth number two. Own the parts of you that that you agree with are a little too much in certain situations. Own it, take responsibility for it, and adjust when needed, but do it out of a place of self-love. And truth three, in those relationships where you really want to honor both people, but you want to preserve the relationship, boundaries are so freaking necessary, and it is a way to love the other person. It's a way to say, okay, I'm going to continue to be in relationship with you and honor what you've said that you need, what your nervous system needs, and also honor what I need, which is I need to be able to show up authentically. If I can't do that, we're not going to go down to a deep level, and that's okay. So yeah, that's what I have for you. Three truths on the next time you either perceive or actually blatantly called too much. Um, You can really kind of come back to these and lean into these so that you can decide what's theirs, right? Like what's a reflection of the other person, what truly is yours to own and take responsibility for, and then what needs to shift in the relationship with boundaries. Um, It's been a, that those have been, you know, hugely impactful for me in really owning who I am and being able to show up fully expressed and authentic. Um, and, And it's helped me in doing so, create like amazing relationships. Um, So yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. I do want to remind you that my calendar is open for three spots for one-on-one coaching. This is going to take you all the way through when I'm done my master coaching program. And then like I've said before, my program is going to really shift. My prices are going to go up. So if you're wanting that support and you're really wanting to take your relationships to the next level um, and be able to do this, what we're talking about, be able to show up fully as you Let's let's talk. Let's you can apply in my bio on Instagram or I will add my application down below. Um, and I've started an application process because I know the women that I want to work with. I've been coaching so many women um, at this point that many of them, a lot of them have been called too much. And at some point in their life, they've sort of believed it and they've forgotten who they are. So it's an honor to hold space for all of them to really kind of come online um, and and show up and and 
it's so cool to see people go, oh my gosh, yes, I used to love to do this, but I don't do this anymore because of XYZ or yeah, actually at my core, I'm this way. I just never show up in relationships. It's, It's such an honor to be able to remind them who they are. Okay. I hope you have a great week and I will see you guys next week.